What's going on everyone? Welcome to Cartoon Season. I am Tyler and of course we talk about a bunch of different <laughs> animation. Uh, today we're doing a movie and we are doing a classic. We're doing Spirited Away. Spirited Away is a classic anime film. Um, it is one of the more popular Ghibli films and um, I mean it's probably the biggest one technically because didn't didn't Spirit Away win an Oscar, I believe, right? Um, I, I believe it's also their biggest film, just like monetarily, right? Like it, it made the most money. Uh, but anyway, Spirit Away, special film for me. This was one from my childhood. Um, one of the first like real introductions into anime as a kid, even when I didn't know what anime was. I mean, like this was probably like, like super early on, like maybe like... I can't even I can't even know like before I was in school even you know something like that um but yeah I do want to talk a little bit about this film um I do want to talk about the very lean setup I feel like people always you know you know once we get to the bathhouse that's like when the movie starts right you know but I do feel you know I do feel like the the beginning is a little overlooked um and then obviously I'll talk about the bathhouse and why I think it's great um, and then the ending, you know, I think the ending is huge. I think it's probably the best sort of way to wrap up this this narrative and like with the message and all that. So we'll get into that a little bit. Um, of course, before we do, make sure to go to the Tiger T YouTube channel, as well as any other podcast service to check out more episodes of this. And we also got Twitter either for Tiger T itself or for me, if that is your thing. Uh, but again beginning of this episode let's get into the beginning of the movie like i said it's a very lean setup it tells us exactly what it needs to know and it, it goes perfectly into it, it it sets up the film perfectly um so they're moving to a new place you know immediately we got a change um which could definitely affect how all the characters act you know just 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 moving to a new place in general is, is like a big thing um you know there's certain things that you're leaving behind but also it's it's new opportunities you know um, Chihiro does not like the change though. I mean, she's leaving all of her friends behind, her school, um, you know, all the, I mean, also like when, when, when you're a kid, like moving sucks, you know, because where you are is everything you know. So if you moved away, I mean, especially if you move away to like another state or something like that's huge, like, like that's literally like your, your life is starting over, you know? Um, so Chihiro is one of those kids, obviously doesn't like it, right? Hates it. She's bummed out. Um, not a fan, <laughs> definitely two thumbs down from, from Chihiro. Um, but then, you know, we, a little bit later, we have the parents getting lost, which is huge. Cause it's like, how'd you get lost? <laughs> but I mean, it's understandable again, if you're moving to like a new state, I mean, nowadays we obviously have like GPS, you know, like Apple maps, Google maps, whatever, uh, ways. Right. But like understandable you know moving to a new place you're not you're not very sure you know like certain streets you can't really turn down you know whatever right um and then we have them eating random food and it turned into pigs now that <laughs> that is where the movie turns <laughs> to a part where you're like oh right this is a ghibli film <laughs> there's always one thing that's weird and kind of uh catapults the film into what it is and that's the thing right here i mean first off can we just talk about how weird the parents are you know like you just go to a new so you go to a restaurant you just start eating food like 
I can see you getting lost. You hit kind of a dead end and you, you want to explore, you know, you want to go and you're like, okay, well, why, why don't we find some people for help? You know, maybe they can let us know like which turn we had to take or whatever, right? Then you start seeing this little market area with food and you're like, okay, well, we haven't really eaten. We've been driving all day. Let's, let's stop for some food. Right? I'm mad at that. Even though I imagine you're like, I mean, they could see their house from where they were. So I can't imagine they're more than like five, 10 minutes away, but sure. Why not just stop somewhere to eat? Cause I'm sure when you get there, like the movers are moving. So you don't really, I mean, you can't really cook a meal. So I'm cool with that, you know, but then for you to just start eating the food, like food being out and being like a buffet type thing. Sure. But like, they just start eating and they're just cool with that. Like, like you just start like even Chihiro as a child, again, children, a lot of the times you're a little more cautious of things. I mean, with, with certain things, they're more cautious and certain things, they're more gung ho, but even Chihiro where she is, she's like, I don't, I don't think we should be doing that. <laughs> I don't think we should just be eating this random food. And she's right. They shouldn't because it turns you into pigs. Um, but like, I don't know. That, that was just the weird part of the beginning for me. Where like, I never understood why the parents were like, like, like even as a kid watching this, I was like, parents made a bad call, <laughs> you know, um, just eating some random food that they found. That's, that's odd. Um, but yeah, yeah, again, that, that is kind of the setup to the movie where it's like they move into a new place. We immediately see all the characteristics that are necessary for us to know at the time of the parents and of Chihiro. And then we immediately turn the scene and turn to pigs, which, which, uh, you know, introduces us to this world and like this little setting of, of where we're going to be, you know, introducing us to some of the, the weird parts, but also the world, right. Of spirits. Um, so again, I think that obviously when the bathhouse starts, I mean, everything from here on is when the movie starts, like them turning into pigs, that is the turning point. And now here we are. But, but I do just want to give credit to the setup of there's not a lot that happens, but it but it, it does show us in just a, you know, a, a clean enough way of who the parents are and what they're all about and kind of an introduction onto Chihiro, what she's all about. And it sets up nicely of, um, you know, where she's going to go throughout the rest of the film because obviously she grows and learns throughout the film but it's nice to see her setup and and where she starts so for just being a kid you know like a lot of people kind of you know i've seen people say that she was kind of annoying and whatever but like i think she's in the beginning because she's supposed to be because she's like nine <laughs> you know um so you know i don't i don't really fault her for that Then we move on to the bathhouse. This is the main chunk right here, the bathhouse, okay? And I just want to talk about why I think this place is awesome. Why I think that bathhouse being pretty much 90% of the setting of this film is perfect. You know, like the fact that we can have a movie with one setting, it should, you're, the whole movie, we're just in this building. You know, again, there's a little bit here and there outside the building, but for the most part, this is where we are the whole film. But it's, there's enough variety here where it doesn't feel like we're just in one building for two hours, you know? Um, so we obviously have, it's for the spirits, you know, no, no humans are allowed. Humans are not supposed to be here. It's a spirit place. So that's, I mean, that right there is so cool because, um, with them introducing that there's spirits, like spirits can be anything. So we see such a wide cast of characters, different character designs, different attitudes and personalities like that right there is just so cool for a setup. Um, you know, and then immediately we start getting into characters that we actually start learning about and seeing 
like we have Haku, Haku who saves her, um, you know, and then we have Kamaji who vouches for her, um, you know, he's, you know, he's the guy who's like in the boiler room, um, you know, so immediately we have these characters, you know, even Lin who kind of takes her under her wing, even though initially it was reluctantly, like, we have the bathhouse as a setting with all these spirits, but then we have characters inside of it that start helping her, you know, and we start seeing some different points of view, you know, with, I mean, because obviously these characters aren't really supposed to help her, you know, she's a human, it's not really what it's supposed to be, um, but they do, like, they care, you know, we're, we're introduced to these characters that care, and they have hearts, and they, <laughs> you know, they're not completely under, what's her name, Yubaba, we're, we're not completely under her rule, we're, even in this bathhouse where everything is run, it's supposed to be run spick and span, like, there are characters that have their own minds, and they have their own thoughts and feelings, and for, you know, for them to help Chihiro, just this random girl that stumbled upon this, like, they didn't have to, but they did, and they're also having their own little flavor into it, like, obviously with Haku, who we learned was, like, kind of like Chihiro in a way where, you know, her, his, his name was stolen, and now he's trapped here, and he, he defies her at every moment, you know, then we have Kamaji, who, more so in the background, but, you know, he, he he's a little curmudgeon, you know, because of all this, because of, you know, kind of having to run this whole thing, but he does have a heart, you know, he does care, and then Lynn, who was kind of the, you know, we assume she's like in her 20s or something, maybe like mid to late 20s, and she doesn't really want to work here, but you know, she is overworked and, but, you know, but she is reliable, you know, she, whatever, you know, whatever people say about her, she does get her job done and she's always stuck with the hardest work, you know, but, you know, but she does speak up whenever she can and, and you know, let people know that, um, you know, that this isn't fair, you know, she does try to get better working conditions for herself and the people that she, you know, associates herself with. So we do have all these characters that don't just fall in line, I guess. Um, and it is very nice that, you know, they were the ones that, you know, obviously in hindsight, looking at the characters, we see that obviously these were the ones that, that, you know, that were going to help Chihiro throughout this whole thing. And I guess it's nice, you know, it's nice to, I mean, it's also probably nice for them to finally get a character, finally have this opportunity, like through someone like Chihiro to do this, you know, to be able to defy Yubaba, you know, um, I'm sure they've never really had an opportunity like that before. And then speaking of her, just to touch on her again, like she's the one who runs the whole bathhouse. Um, she's she's this big powerful witch, um, you know. So again, lots of different characters that are introduced to, you and you have to remember them all and see what they do. But even with that, like the the little or a lot that we see of certain characters, it does build this world. And again, like it's so special because it's not even a world, like it really just fleshes out this whole bathhouse scenario. Of like, you know, people come in and they get a bath and they, they chill out, they buy stuff and they leave. You know, it is a nice place for spirits to come and relax. Obviously spend their money, you know, but even with that, like, they didn't even have to introduce a world to us. Like, yes, we do see the train tracks. We do go to, um, you know, Yubaba's sister's house or whatever. But like, for the most part, they are just keeping it confined to this one building. And they were able to do it in a way that doesn't feel like 
they thought of this because they didn't want to make other other uh, settings. You know, it was in a way where it was like, this is all we need. Um, you know, and then through the bathhouse, we have Chihiro working there. She does learn responsibility. This is really one of the more mundane, but still the backbone to her learning responsibility and her growing as, you know, as a character. Um, um, you know, we get to a little bit later where we learn that Haku is a dragon. So that just adds to the more of like mystique and, um, you know, not not fairy tale but like uh mythology that they kind of play with um you know with, with with these different characters um you know and um you know just, i mean just speaking of that like we do have um another dragon type character where there was a like garbage spirit or whatever and he turned out to be like a dragon but he also turned out to be more than just a dragon like he was some crazy spirit that um bestowed certain things on certain people when they do certain things for him um you know obviously all tied to learning some sort of lesson um and you know that's where chiro comes into play when chiro was able to do the certain bath and like take all the garbage off of him and gain the like ball thing which i don't really think did ever did anything <laughs> I, I you know maybe maybe not i don't i don't know if that actually had any importance but um yeah again just kind of building this this like crazy world and cast of characters and like the atmosphere um you know we got the big baby <laughs> very weird very hard to look at <laughs> but it is like this big baby and like it just this movie does a good job with its characters of introducing them you don't really need to learn too much about them because them just existing builds lore of like even just the big baby existing like you can think of like okay well we never get into it in the movie, but like, you, you can let your brain wander of like, how did Yubaba get the baby? You know, who was she with? You know, was it magic? You know, what life did Yubaba have before the bathhouse? You know, how old is the baby? Like, did she have the baby when she was already ran the bathhouse? Was it because of the baby that she has the bathhouse? You know, th there's so many questions of just that. And I feel like that happens with each and every character. Like, I think a big thing that a lot of spirited away fans would like is um is like more of a backstory on on haku because even with that we see he's a dragon um you know we have this like internal fight with him and yubaba you know where it's like haku can't get away from her but he still defies her because it's all he can do under contract or whatever and then yubaba tests him to his full limits you know um you know, and then there's even those rumors that Lin was talking about where it's like, oh yeah, there's there's rumors that like Haku does his, her dirty work. You know, so it's like, what is, what's the history of their relationship? You know, and then upon, like upon that, what's history with Haku? Like, how did he get here? Was he also just a, a person that stumbled upon this and had to get a contract with Yubaba, which stole his name? You know, the same way that Chihiro had to do it, although Chihiro was lucky enough and had people around her that was able to help her get out of the contract. You know what I mean? So I feel like that happens with most characters that we meet here where it's like they do a great job of introducing them and telling us enough for us to care about them, but also in a way that we can speculate as to how these characters got here. Not just like they're they're forcing us to create lore for them. You know, they're like projecting lore onto us, which is so it's like it's so smart. Um 
and obviously i forgot to mention we also have no face here um who causes a ruckus <laughs> um you know lots, lots of questions on what what his what no face's purpose is um of course just the theories around you know why he's here and everything and, and, and the meaning behind everything he does but um you know i think him just existing is 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 very interesting um you know obviously him also taking the ride with jiro down the train and then going to uh you know yeah Baba's sister's house like that whole thing again that adds a whole other layer of lore upon his character um so you know i think it's all interesting and then we also have the ending. Um, the ending, I think, is very good. Um, Yubaba obviously testing her by having a, a bunch of pigs there. And Chihiro has to decide which, pig, which pigs are her parents. Um, you know, in that moment, it's great. Because you go through and it's like, there's no way to tell. You know, and in the moment, you're like, how is she going to tell? Like, there's going to be something like, she's going to pick the two that are right. And then we're going to have some sort of explanation as to why she was able to do that, right? Obviously, it was kind of gearing up for, through her growth, she was able to spot certain things. And, um, you know, she isn't just, uh, just like, dismissive of everything. You know, she was able to actually learn something. And that is able to help her remember who her parents actually are. Um, but she was actually correct in saying that none of them were her parents. You know, so it's a nice little... You know, like movies have done this sort of thing before where the answer is that there is no answer, right? But I think that in itself is still enough for, again, like it kind of takes away the desperation of the whole test. And I mean, she's still right. Like whether or not her family is there, like the fact that they aren't, and she was able to pick that out. I mean, that is still her learning something, you know, and her still being able to point out that well, I do remember what my parents are. So in an alternate reality, the parents will be here and I could pick them out. But because they are and I know what they look like, I know that none of these guys are my parents. Um, you know, and, and, and then itself, she passed the test. You know, she's able to leave now. You know, again, I I honestly don't think this is like... If, if I'm being completely honest, I feel like there, there was a better way to do this ending. You know, I don't really know what the moral of the story is when it comes to specifically the parents you know i don't really know what she learned like i don't like i feel like it might have something to do with um i don't know honestly like i like her just remembering what the parents look like i feel like there's no moral behind that it's just memory that she can take that she can tell like i don't know if there's supposed to be some sort of like bond between them that because she went through all this growth like the bond persisted you know what i mean like i honestly don't know what the moral of the story is you know um i i can obviously point out and i kind of already have through the episode but like you can easily point out the growth that's happened with her character becoming more responsible you know her actually thinking about things her actually wanting to help people instead of you know being selfish you know her like there's a lot of little things that she did throughout the movie that that obviously uh, exemplifies all of those characteristics but the parents specifically i don't understand you know i i understand why it was set up because it has to be something to keep her here in the spirit world and force her to go to yubaba and then meet all these characters and go through all that but like the the closing of it where it's like oh yeah right the parents are pigs you, you we have to get them back you know, and then I, 
I don't know, I feel like it was just like a safe ending. It was just an ending that could happen and us be satisfied with it. Of like, oh yeah, how do we end the movie? Uh, you know, she comes back and the only way she can get out of the contract is if we have this weird test with the parents to get the parents back. You know, that's how we're going to connect the initial Yubaba contract with the beginning of the parents becoming pigs. You know, I feel like it was just like a logical intersection of those two plots, but it wasn't one that I feel like is actually impactful in really any way you know like everything surrounding it makes sense and can be somewhat emotional or you know um you know just kind of leans on the ideas that were built throughout the movie but i don't feel like the act in itself of like this test of her remembering what her parents look like and knowing that none of her parents are there i don't really think that means anything <laughs> you know um but anyway, that, that, that's just me. I mean, I would definitely like to see what you guys think about that. You know, what, what you guys think about the ending of the movie and like that test specifically. Like at like before that, obviously her helping them and actually still helping you, Baba. And, at, you know, after everything, still doing that. And then afterwards, her talking with Haku and, you know, the whole river thing, which is just a small thing. But I love they point that in there because it's like that's lore that we did not need. But the fact that it was like, oh, she fell in the river once and Haku was the river, I guess. And like, it's crazy that they, they still added more lore in the last three minutes of the film. Um, you know, and then her going to her parents and her being more understanding with them. And, you know, that I'm sure that'll build. Like, if we ever got a sequel, we'd, we, you know, we'd see a better relationship with her parents and how she's more understanding. And the parents probably learn something as well. Um, but like the act, the test itself, I want all you guys out there. To please explain to me what your interpretation of the test was because i just think it's weird um but yeah and that's that's pretty much it you know again spirit away i think was a, is a great film um for the longest time it was definitely my favorite ghibli film i think if i were to be honest with myself um and like rank all the ghibli films now i don't know that i can put spirit away first you know because i I really don't know, like, if I were to watch all these again, I don't know that I like this movie more than I like House Moving Castle, or Geeky's Delivery Service, or, I mean, even Princess Mononoke, you know, like, I, I don't know, you know, I feel like Spirit Away for the longest time was just built on nostalgia for me, um, but hey, you know, that, that being said, maybe at some point I'll, I mean, I'll definitely do more Ghibli movies at some point, but maybe I'll do like a, you know, like a week, you know, I'll pick five other ones and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll burn through a bunch of them, you know, um, you know, let me know if you'd want to see that. Um, and, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Again, let me know what you thought of the movie, especially the ending there. And, um, also let me know what you want to see, because I think Ghibli famously does not do sequels. You know, I think the closest thing was like, uh, there was like. The, like two cat movies where like one is technically a sequel to the other even though it's more so like a spiritual sequel it's not like a direct sequel but ghibli historically does you know famously does not do sequels to their movies um and i'd like to know what you guys would think of like what would a sequel to this film look like you know i think the easy answer and i, I think it's easy for a reason because i think it's a great idea is Maybe going back to spirit world and like meeting Haku and, and now it's like Haku is able to get out or something, you know, I think that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, go to, you know, Tiger to YouTube, other podcast services to get more episodes of this. Obviously, we got the two different Twitters you can go to. Um, links will be below as always. 
And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Until next time, watch more Ghibli movies. We'll cover them. And let me know what other movies or shows or anything like that you want to see on this program.